behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. Good morning, everybody. It is Fix It Radio. Myself, Dennis Brewster, KLZ 560. If you're listening to us on Saturday Live, thank you very much. On the same token... If you happen to be listening to us on Tuesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we appreciate that as well. Now, if it's Tuesday, you can't call in. You can text us a question, and we'll answer that even during the week. That's easy. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. As far as live goes here on this Saturday, if you want to call in, ask any questions, or have a comment, or add to the program at all, just give us a call. 303-477-5600. How's Dennis? Dennis is doing good. And I just want to let you know, I had Dave out from oh, RoofMax. Awesome. He, awesome. He, you know, we went over the roof and talked for quite a while. Great guy. He really is. Dave oh, is yeah. a super guy. And I say it all the time, and I don't think people really understand that, number one, you should have a roof inspection every year anyways, period. It's just it, yeah. one of those things you should be doing as part of your normal routine maintenance. And when you can get somebody to come look at it that, in this case, doesn't really have any stake in the game as far as yeah. You know, turning in an insurance claim and telling you you need a roof done when you may not actually need a roof done. And I'll give you an example of my own place, which Dave just did here recently. I did have somebody look at that roof about, oh, it's been almost two years now. And at that time, there were some spots where they said, hey, it looks like there's some hail damage. And, you know, either we can fix that or, you know, you could turn that into insurance and probably get a full roof replacement. And granted, I had like a 10 by 10 section that they were figuring was you know, bad. Here's the rest of the story. So I said at that time, I'm like, well, yeah, no, I don't really want to turn a claim in because I'm with Paul. And if yeah. I don't have a claim, I get yeah. a nice rebate. So no, I really <laughs> don't want Rebate's I, nice. You don't really want to mess with that. No, I don't either. So I'm like, you know, I don't really don't want to turn a claim and I enjoy my rebate. It works really well. I don't want to screw that up. So at that time I just said, nah, I think I'll just kind of hold off and wait and see. Sure. Well, I waited and saw and Dave came out and looked at everything. He's like, John, he's like, you don't have anything here bad enough to merit doing any kind of an insurance claim on. You don't even have a bad shingle. Now, there is some cracking on the shingles on that south side where there's a lot of heat, heat exposure yeah. and so on. And he showed me some pictures. I'm like, you know, I was actually up on the roof myself around Christmas yeah. time. And he was exactly right. Yes, yeah. there in fact was. Bottom line, Dave did the whole rejuvenation thing. We've had, of course, a little bit of hail since then, since he did that. My roof looks fabulous. I did not need a 10 by 10 square section of shingles replaced. Right. Dave did his rejuvenation. Uh, there was a few little places that, you know, he tidied up, if you would. Well, that's the thing and that he that does, too, you know, because, like, he's, like, he was going over there trying to lift my shingles, you know, at the bottom parts of them, and, and he says, oh, you got maybe one or two here that we need to glue back down, and he wants to do that. He He'll do does, that as part he, of the service, right? Yeah, he does that part. Of, he's not just spraying your roof. Right. He's up there re- no, he, it, fixing. It's a... It's a Inspection, Thanks. rejuvenation, slash the regular yeah. maintenance you should be doing annually. Yeah. And right? he was showing me my ridge cap. He goes, you know, let's let's spray that, see how it does. If it you might have to redo your ridge cap, but that's about it. But my roof is eighteen years old. That's not bad. Yeah. Mine was he twelve. Says, he goes, Wow, this is in really good shape for eighteen years old. Mine was twelve. And granted, yeah. I've got the thicker shingles, which is nice, which 
By the way, for those of you listening that may have those optional heavy shingles. Yeah, that's what I have. Da- Dave's product, uh, to Dennis's point a second ago, not only will you get a longer lifespan in general, but Dave's product just pushes that over the edge even yeah. farther. And that's what I want to get. I mean, I feel now that, and I think Dave would agree, I'm, I'm good for another five to seven years now with what I just did. And, probably can do it again then, which yeah. means I'm going to get another 15 years or more That's what I want. out and of what I've got. He told me I could easily get that. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, and here's the, here's the caveat to that, Dennis. It just, at times, I just cringe at is when I hear people say, well, yeah, but you know, I'll just wait till something happens and I'll get my insurance company out and then I can just, you know, they can just do whatever's needed under insurance. Yeah. Well, there's no free lunch, folks. Yeah. I keep saying that and I, I guess maybe <laughs> yeah. some of you don't realize yeah. what I'm saying, but there's no free lunch. And I also will tell you that you all know me. I'm a conservative. We talk on Rush to Reason daily about conservative things and personal responsibility and taking action for yourself and not relying on somebody else to do it for you and so on and so forth. And I look at maintenance across the board, car, home, life, as being just that. We are taking care of ourselves, not relying on someone else. And I've had enough experiences with insurance companies to know this. Yes, you can turn a claim in, and yes, they will most likely pay for that claim. Right. That's not where it ends, though, folks. No. Because from that point forward, even if they don't deny you, which in a lot of cases they may, but let's just say they keep you, your rates will go up. Yeah. And if you have something that you, for some odd reason, decide to change insurance companies, they do this thing called a loss run report, where they look at what other claims you had on your current unit now and will they ding you for that yes they do folks yes and you you learned a lot of that from your business because i mean how many times every year we had to look at our lost runs every year yes and they do the same thing on your homeowners in fact i just i i uh, just filled out something for uh insurance on the other property i have up in the mountains where you know doing some different things with the insurance on that and one that's one of those questions has this property had any claims in the last x amount of time you have to answer yes or no. And if the answer is yes, you have to fill out why. Yeah. So you're not getting off, folks, no, is my point. No. So best thing to do is just have Dave out. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know if I would have been as good at looking at things if I didn't own the business. Uh, no, I wouldn't be either. I would not be. Honestly, that no. business taught me a lot. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be. It, it taught me a lot about everything, you know. and, and Especially you, insurance. Yeah. No, yeah, you have no, to look at every I, year. You are a thousand percent correct. Every I year know, you look at that. That's right. I wouldn't know half of what I know on insurance if it hadn't been for the business. Yeah. Because yeah. you just learn so much. And I also learned the other side of that part of the equation, Dennis, when – you and I did work for insurance companies. Yeah, we learned another I, world. I learned that side as well. Yes. So I, I've learned yes. both sides of this, folks. Yeah. And again, what I want to make sure everybody understands is there's no free lunch. Best thing to do is maintain the roof that you have. And the easiest way to do that is call Dave. He'll come out. There's no obligation. He has a free None. inspection. And Dave's an honest guy. So what, what he's going to do is he's going to come out. He's going to crawl over the roof, probably take a few pictures. If he notices something you need done, he'll tell you. And here's what he's going to do also. He'll say, he'll say, hey, this thing's a few years old. You know, I could treat it, but you know, probably not in that particular situation right now where we need to. But I got a few things I can tidy up for you. Here's your price. Right. You decide what you want to do from that point it, forward. Yeah. Well, he even gave me the option. You know, I have, um, you know, we get a lot of wind out there mm-hmm. and uh, we got a lot of dirt. That blows. Sure, dust and stuff that blows in. From, sure. the, from the dirt roads and stuff. So he says, you know, you could do this part or I can do this part. You know, if you want to put replace this shingle right here. I had one that tore off, and I knew about that one. 
um, I've always had a hard time with that one because it goes over my peak and it's really high. Got it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and replace that. He gives you the option, you know, or he says, you know, well, or I'll do it. It's no big deal. It's still the same price. Right. Yeah. And and the other thing is too is he invites you to come up with him on the roof, so he can show you and point out things. As long as you're not going scared up. of heights, you jump up there. Yeah. Well. He asked me who did the roof, and I'm the one who did the roof. So there you so, go. You're yeah, good. I'm okay. I go up there every year so like you. you're not you. scared of heights. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'll get up on it. I don't like it, but I'll do it. Yeah. I don't like heights. Don't you? But, but, no, shoot, no. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But I'll You do get it. used to it. You know, I had to, yeah. Get, I, I got to hand did, it to the guys that do that stuff yeah, daily because that's not me. I go up there and clean my stovepipe every year, and then I also uh, put lights up every year. I love decorating it out, you know, for the kids. Yep. Yeah. Good for you. So, anyways, Dave Hart, phone number, I'll just give it to you really quick, 303-710-6916. I believe uh, Bill from Arc Electric is going to try to join us today. As always, there's things that come up in his world as well. If not, we'll talk a little bit about Bill and what he does at Arc Electric. But any electrical things you have going on at all, and Bill's got some really great things going on right now for some of you that may – you know, maybe you've got air conditioning and you feel like it just doesn't work quite as well as it should, or you don't have air conditioning at all. Dave's got these really cool whole whole house fans that he can put in, and don't think old attic fan, right? Because they're they're better in a higher quality and they work differently than what the old attic fans used to. It's probably the best way for me to say it. Bill can yeah. do a better job of explaining that, and he will yep. uh, if and when he arrives. If not, we'll get him back on in the future and do that. But uh, Steve down at Carter Springs, what's going on, sir? Bonjour, mon ami. Comment ça va? How we doing? Outstanding. You enjoying this stupendous Saturday? Yeah, and I love the weather today. It's really nice out finally. Look at those clouds. Indeedy. I yep. was going to pass on. I think we might have touched on it. But a lot of your listeners are not aware, as I was not aware for many, many years, every single insurance company uses this CLUE database, which stands for Casualty Loss yes. Underwriting Experience. What that means is whenever you go to put in a claim, they will look and see, and particularly on getting new insurance, they will see what your claim experience has been, and they will find ways to either not insure you or jack the premium. So, as you have mentioned, it is extremely beneficial to not put in so somewhat frivolous low dollar claims. Yep. Because they will absolutely snag you, bag you, and tag you. So Yeah, no, you you are you are correct. And I think, Steve, the misconception there is that, well, you know, I pay this premium, I need to get something back out of it. The way I'm gonna get out of that is by doing, you know, X claim and that way I'm getting my money back. And you know, what we've been talking about and what you just reiterated, yeah, you know, you may get that on the front side, but you're going to pay that back at some point anyways. And usually big time. And I've had a lot of discussions with the chairman in my family, who's a Persian princess, Serena, an expat. She was putting in claims if you'd have, like, a coin-op washer-dryer and uh, one of the multi-units get vandalized, put in a claim for that. I said, no, 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 don't no, do that. No. Find out the amount and just pay it. Right. But I lost right. that battle. Right. And then when we had a, a major, major, major $380,000 lightning strike, that was cost of rehab. We are now uninsurable by USAA, who we used to have, mm. until we have had five years of claim-free yep. experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I've experienced then, some of these things myself, Steve. I had a fire, you know, in my shop years ago, clear back in 2000, and experienced that exact same thing. I mean, what, what happened after that was, yeah, they paid the claim, but finding somebody that would then reinsure it, and then I had to pay out through the nose— for several yep. years until the loss runs came back down again. And so, you know, bottom line, yeah. do you pay for that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's not even only though, just insurance. It's everything. Every every kind of insurance. I mean, workers' comp insurance, it's everything. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we were out of town, tromping around Manhattan, 
Trump Tower at my daughter's request, when the lightning strike hit, and by the way, when your house is on the local news with eight fire trucks in the whole neighborhood, not, yeah, not good. But but you would act like, I mean, they acted like this lightning strike, even though it's an act of God, if they could sue God for subrogation, I believe they would. I think you know you're I mean? correct. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you are correct, Steve. They will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, the fire that I had, again, was no fault of anybody's, including, you know, the customer who owned the vehicle. Just one of those freak things where there was an electrical short in the vehicle itself. It was pulled inside. Uh, you know, it was it was sitting inside overnight when that actually happened. Nobody was there. It happened at about, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night when it finally, you know, erupted. And, you know, it burned half my shop down and had to have a claim, you know, on that end of things. And, you know, everything you're saying. And, I, again, I learned this all the way back, you know, some 20-plus years ago uh, when that happened. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I was made whole again, and it all worked out as far as that goes. But I paid. You know, I, it, that wasn't a free lunch. Well, you plus you the loss of the business. Knowledge. There's so much other stuff oh, that goes I, into I never, everything. Yeah, I never got the amount of time and effort and energy I put no. into getting that thing even cleaned up oh, in the no. first place. Reason being, I like you're saying, if you can avoid it, avoid it. If I could wrap every roof in bubble wrap to prevent another roofing claim, I'd do it. Uh, me too. Yeah. But on a little bit brighter note on the issue we talked about a little while ago, you know, aspens don't do too well below 8,000 feet, so right. I get down three, right. cut to the chase. And my game plan was to bring in a stump grinder, take those out, and then transplant some really nice, healthy 17-, 18-foot ones just past the line. And I got this guy over with a timber line, and he's an honest, ethical arborist. He said, you know, I could very easily charge you my standard 250 bucks to stump grind these things. Yada yada, but he says you're likely to kill this beautiful thirty foot spruce tree because of the root structure. Right. And I go, you know, I really appreciate that. An honest, ethical yeah. guy that says, you know, I could make the money, but I really don't think you ought to do this and here's why, because you're gonna kill a beautiful thirty yeah. foot spruce. Good for him. So, and and you're liable to that. have out of that which people don't realize either, those aspen trees, as you know, those have a I, I can't think of the name for it right now, but aspen trees are uh, number one, I believe, and somebody needs to double check me on this, but I believe it's one of the longest living organisms on earth today because the way they grow is they, it's a community. They're a community of trees. They yeah. grow together. So the other yeah. thing that may very well happen, Steve, out of that stump is you're liable to end up with some other shoots and things that come out of that if you so desire and allow it to yeah. sprout back up. That tree actually will, in most cases, rejuvenate yeah. itself. They do. Well, this arborist also noted, not that this is cool, he said, look, you've got a little. 18-inch spruce growing next to the aspen, and a cranberry tree. And I go, huh, I have no idea where the cranberry tree seeds came from. Well, they come from the birds. Just grow them them and forget about the stumps on the aspen and transplanting all that jazz, you know? There you go. No, good stuff. Enjoy your show. Uh, Steve, I appreciate it very much. And and just, I've talked about this before on the program, not in depth, but when we come back here in a minute, I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about aspen trees, not poplars, because that's a little different breed, but the aspen trees that we see sold here, and we plant them a lot because they grow quickly and so on, but I'll I'll tell you a little bit about that that some of you probably need to know as soon as we come back. So this is Fix-It Radio, myself, Dennis Brewster, Larry Unger answering phones, by the way. Any other calls, any questions, uh, conversation, things you want to add, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Charlie Grimes, engineer. We'll be right back. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. 
lower your payment, and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Managers control their employees. Leaders empower them. John Rush will teach you how to run your business as a leader, not manager, so you have the freedom to do what you love. You went into business for yourself because you wanted freedom. But right now, your business couldn't last one day without your involvement. Learn how to stop micromanaging and give your employees more responsibility so you can step back and enjoy yourself. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Bill Anderson joining us now from Arc Electric. Bill, how are you today, sir? Well, how are you? Uh, doing very well. Good. Glad to hear from you. Glad you called in. I, I sort of uh, hope I said the right things here coming into the show when I started talking about, you know, whole house fans and some of the things you can now do for folks that maybe have, you know, air conditioning that's not quite up to speed and they don't want to go through all the hassle of, you know, upgrades and so on, or those folks that just need some, you know, more ventilation. They don't want to spend the money on air conditioning. You have some alternatives for them, do you not? Yeah, we offer what's called uh, Quiet Cool. It is a full house fan, and even if they have air conditioner, it can save 50 to 90% um, off of that air conditioner bill because what a whole house fan does is it pulls the thermal heat um, away from your home, out of your home, therefore your air conditioner is much more efficient. Uh, the way I kind of like to explain it is if you take an ice cube and put it inside of your oven and expect that ice cube to cool down the oven through the ambient air temperature, uh, well, it's very inefficient by the time it gets to the thermal mass. Now, the thermal mass is the heat that your, your home retains through the floors, mm -hmm. through the furniture, through the walls, things like that. And so the uh, whole house then pulls that heat out of it. And so now when you stick that ice cube in the oven, you're starting with a cool oven, and therefore it uh, is much more efficient, and it you know the starting process is... Uh, uh, already started for you, I guess, for lack of a better Sure, no, no, it makes total sense. So when it comes to, because, you know, a lot of us, I think, are familiar, Bill, with the old, huge attic fans. You know, you'd go put those in 
you know, some opening yeah. somewhere in the house. You cut the, you know, you'd cut the ceiling. You'd stick this huge fan, and it made a lot of noise. In fact, it'd suck your hair off if you walked near it. And they were really obnoxious, to be honest with you. In fact, some folks would yeah. even put them out in the garage, leave a garage door open out into the garage because they didn't want to hear the noise and so on. It's not that way anymore, is it? Well, they still sell those type of fans, and yes, the motor and the propeller is mounted on top of your joist, and yeah, you have to cut in a hole, and sometimes even in those situations, you have to uh, rework the framing, which mm-hmm. can get into another situation, right. because now you're, you're messing with the integrity of the house. Um, with the Quiet Cool, the, the fan is mo- mounted at the end of the tube, end of the six So it's more tube. remote is what I'm trying to get at, right? Yeah, so the fan is up actually in your attic, okay. and uh, it's much more quiet. And plus, you know, we can fit it within those joists, and we can even mount this. We're doing one out here in Elizabeth where they have a vaulted ceiling, and they actually have no attic space. Uh-huh. They have a little bit of an attic space above, you know, their bedrooms, and we're actually able to mount it vertically in that wall. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, where, yeah, where the, um, the attic portion sure. is. Sure, sure. So we can still pull from that. And, uh, yeah, still cool the home. So you can mount it vertically. It's 16 by 32. Okay. It's a typical uh, opening. Um, looks like a little egg crate. Um, you could put filters in there, too, if you want. Um, however, there's a dampener in there that opens and closes, just like your old traditional ones. Uh, you could put filters in your windows so that, you know, it doesn't pull the pollen through. Um, however, what I have found is when we run ours, I'm, I got really bad allergies. There's, you can ask Dennis. There's a couple of times every spring where I can't even hardly teach at church because wow. crying. Down for the count, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm all puffy. And it's just, I always, every year, every spring, there's a couple of weeks where it's just miserable. Uh, when I turn this thing on, because, of it, because it moves the air, it actually helps uh, with allergies. It helps with dust because uh, you got circulation. You know, you don't have that stagnant air in your home. Right. Is this something, Bill, that we have to, you know, maintain as we then go back into winter, or is this sort of an automatic thing where it knows what the temperatures are like and it's all self-adjusting and knows what's going on, or do we have to do something come wintertime? Well, just like with your traditional whole house fans, uh, you know, you turn them on and off. Um, These ones have, you know, there's a high, low, uh, and certain models also have a medium, and you can turn that on or off, and there's a timer switch. And so, you know, your control is, is you just don't turn it on in the winter. Uh, they have what's called the RF switch, which is a radio frequency switch, and you, we don't have to wire anything down your wall. Okay. And that is, uh, re- you know, you can use it as a remote control or you can mount it onto your wall physically. And, you know, you can program that as well. So you can set it, hey, I, wanna, I want it to run three hours after I go to bed, and, and uh, it'll shut itself off. So, you know, I'm you assuming at that program- point control it through an app or something along those lines. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, you could do that too. And like, let's say you're coming home and, uh, you know, you want to cool your house down um, before you get home, even if you're just pulling down that thermal mass. So the, the general rule of thumb is, is you want to run this fan when it's cooler outside than it is inside. Right. However, we go back to that thought of, you know, if you're coming into a, to a, a hot house and then you're trying to kick your air conditioner on, well, that air conditioner is going to have to work quite a bit mm-hmm. in order to cool the ambient air temperature sure. and thermally cool the house. So you can kick this on for 15 minutes 
um, pull that air out and then start your air conditioner. And now you're sort of like when you climb in the car and it's super, super hot in the summertime, you roll all the windows down, let all that hot air out, roll it back up then get the AC nice and cold and away you go. It's a similar principle, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, again, cause the other thing I think folks forget too is, and I, you'd think we would just know this all the time, hot air rises, right? So if you've got a two story house, uh, and a lot of folks today even have split systems and so on, but bill that as, as we all know, that whatever's controlling the top or what's cooling the top, I guess I should say, is typically working harder than what's down below because that hot air is automatically going up, right? Yeah, and yeah, sometimes you can have an air conditioner. Uh, my daughter's got a brand new house out here in Elizabeth, and um, she'll set that thing to 68, and, and it won't move off 72 right? just because of the way the house is and right. because of the, you know, the direction that her house faces, and she, it's a never-ending battle put one of these things in her house and, and instantly cools it right down. So on a, you know, yep. two story house or whatever, we put it upstairs. Uh, we usually put it in the, in the hallway and then you can control. It takes a little bit of uh, training, but it's, you can control the airflow of that. So if you want to cool your bedroom down, so you open up the, the window in your bedroom and then you'll feel the airflow. If you've got a spare bedroom, you really don't care about, well, just keep it closed up. Uh, you know, but if you go downstairs, and where it's typically cooler, you open up that window, then you're going to pull all that cool air um, from the basement or from the main level up into the upstairs. The other thing to remember, too, is your attic. Uh, I've been in attics, and it's been 160, yep. 180 degrees in the yep. summertime yep. up there. And so, you know, that, that works as a kind of like a thermal blanket, and uh, it makes it hard to, to cool your house down, too, when you've when you got such a hot attic. Plus, it's really hard on your roof. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, great, great comment. Yeah, going back to what we talked yeah. about opening the show up, you're exactly right. Yeah, so you can, uh, you know, help extend the, the life of your shingles because you don't get that swelling right. and things like that. And so, you know, depending on the CFM of your fan, you want, you know, about a square foot per, you know, probably about 75 uh, CFM of your fan. So, you know, most of the the attics that we get into today have sufficient venting. Um, but it's like an, it's like a balloon. You know, if you blow up the balloon and there's no way for the air to escape, that balloon just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you pop a little hole in it, well, you're going to get a little bit of airflow, the bigger hole, the more uh, air is going to flow through there. So you can never over vent your roof. Um, people are, are fearful of, oh, isn't there such thing as too much venting? The answer is no. Uh, even in the winter time, no, <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's going to be fine. Right. Um, you know, you can I would agree with that. It. Yep. No, I, yeah. you, you're, you're a spot on there. Okay. So what do they need to do, Bill? Is this something where you need to come out, look at the house, kind of give them a quote of what's going on? How do they get that process started and so on? Well, yeah, we don't typically have to come out unless they've got a unique floor plan. Uh, most of the time we can just quote it. It's based off square footage. Okay. Uh, we can also instruct them on how to go out and look to see if they have sufficient venting or okay. not um, and basically it's all based on square footage the typical calculation that quiet cool uses is uh, it's two times you know so if you have a 200 square foot home then you would want to go with a 400 tf info and these are just examples obviously right They're, right you know, you know you know 2,000 square foot 4,000 square foot sure whatever um, so good is two times Better is 2.5, and the best is three times the square footage of your home, and that's for the CFM of your fan. Um, they cap out at seven 
you know, 1,000 CFM. So if you have a much larger house than that, then we've got to possibly look at putting in two fans. Okay. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of rare. So okay. um, 7.0 is, is pretty good. And you do not count the basement. You know, you only count the, um, the, the main level. Main levels, upstairs. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it just it rocks and rolls. So we can, we can quote that stuff over the phone unless you know, you've got a unique floor plan where we've got to maybe add the, the vertical, uh, uh, vertical adapter kit for the, for the louver. Um, and then there's, you know, the venting that we have to look at as well. But uh, when we get into venting, a lot of times we can, we can do like the soft events or stuff like that. But if we get into the roofing, uh, quite honestly, I, I like to try to you know, refer that out to a roofer because... Well, that's you know, where you get together with Dave Harley and figure all that out <laughs> together, and that's, that's really right. easy. Well, is there any discount for installing these at this point? Yeah, right now we're giving uh, 10% off with, uh, with our listeners, so thank okay. all. Perfect. Um, that's great. Now's the time to get in. Yeah, you know, no, it is. time because it's perfect weather. And, and we don't turn on our air conditioner uh, until probably August. Wow. Um, and, and it's very little that we use our air conditioner. Wow. Know, so Awesome. Yeah. And, and folks are listening, easiest way to do this, by the way, just go to fixitradio.com. Uh, Bill is right there at the top of our sponsor listing. It's right on the home page there. You can click right on the link there or the phone numbers there. So rather than me giving out numbers, you've got to write down and remember and so on. Just go to fixitradio.com, and it's all listed right there for you. It's really easy that way. Yep. Bill, anything else? Nope, that's it. Just uh, you're the man. Couldn't be there with you guys today. Well, that's all right. I understand. You got stuff up, going so. on at home. I, we we get it. We've been there, done that. That's all. Yeah. That's not a problem at all. We'll get you back on when you can. No worries there. All right, guys. You take care. You too, Bill. Appreciate it very much. Joe, hang tight. We'll come right back and take your call as well. If you got anything else for us, guys, lines are open. Three zero three four seven seven. Fix it. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. This is Fix It Radio. KLZ five sixty. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. 
Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it with RoofMax. The cost of asphalt roofing products has already gone up 20% and will likely go up another 20 to 25% this summer. To make matters worse, it's getting harder to find quality contractors, which means the cost of labor has gone up recently. As roof replacements become more and more expensive, roofing companies will start passing along that cost to their customers. Roof rejuvenation with RoofMax could save you up to 85% by adding years of performance to your asphalt roofing. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, RoofMax could help your roof last up to 15 years longer. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Again, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, engineer Larry Younger, answering phones and the text line. If you have a question, we can do it that way as well, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Joe, what's going on in Jersey? Are you in Jersey or Colorado now? I'm in, I was in uh, Colorado, came home Friday morning. All so right. Back in, back in Jersey. Back in Jersey. Back in Jersey. Is it, is it nice hey, and hot in the East Coast now? It's going to be 90 and 85% humidity. You're, so you're running your AC. Yeah, yes, sir, which is why I called a couple of suggestions. You know, and, and, and real quick for everybody but, listening, just real, as a side note, Joe, with all the cool weather and rain and everything we've had here, I haven't had mine on yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be surprised if you did. Nice. Having lived there for 25 years, we rarely turned ours on before late June. Yeah, we and don't have some, haven't had yeah. needed it. Just open and the windows the things, up. Uh, it's beautiful yep. out. Yep. And here's some things I would do to, um, uh, to, to extend that. And by the way, if you haven't done this already, and I talked to you, you are on vacation, uh, if you have a whole house humidifier, go downstairs and turn the damn thing off for the summer. You do not want to be running your humidifier in the summer when right. the AC is done. Just making more work. for unless, unless, some of the, unless it's one of the later model ones where it's all automatic, which I know some of the new units are. Uh, well, even then, I, I normally shut the water valve off. And then, Just to be on uh, the safe know, side. So, Safe side, and then pull, and now's the best time to pull and replace that pad, which yep. is probably all. Yeah, well, you don't got to do it come wintertime. It's already done. Right. Now, simple thing that's going to save you up. Go downstairs. If you have a whole house air conditioner, you've got two pipes, two copper pipes going into the, into the furnace. One's a little skinny one about as big as a pencil, mm -hmm. and the other one's about a one-inch line. That's the supply and return. Uh, the big one should have insulation. If there is frost on either one of those, uh, you're low on refrigerant, get it fixed now. The same thing, go outside and look at your condensing unit out yep. by your garage. Yep. There's a little skinny pipe and a big fat pipe. If you see ice on either one of those pipes, you are low on refrigerant. You're just waiting for a problem. Um, you should not see frost on either one of those lines. And if you do, you know, call somebody now before. Because if you wait till it's 95 degrees, they're going to tell you it's a two-day wait and it's going to be overtime. So the first time you turn your AC on, Go check and see if you have frost on either one of those copper lines, either at the furnace or at the condensing unit. The other thing, too, that folks ought to be looking at, because this is something that I've seen personally, Joe, is a lot of folks, if they're not really careful, and especially if they've got a 
company that comes in and cuts their grass and so on. Be really careful to make sure you don't have a bunch of grass clippings and stuff that can get inside of the uh, condensing fins. unit the itself, fins. inside yeah. the fins, because that yeah. can actually cause some of the same things, Joe, you just talked about a moment ago. you got to get, point being, got to have really good airflow coming through the, the unit on the outside of the house. And, and here's the thing, unless you take the grates off or you take a flashlight and look inside, you can't tell it's full of glass, grass clippings. Yeah. Exactly, and that was actually one of the next items on my list. Not only uh, you know leaves and, and grass clippings, but just dirt and grime over the years. Right, right. Uh, you can go to Home Depot. You can buy a a gallon of what they call condenser cleaner. You can put it in one of these weed sprayers. You put it in there and just spray it in there and rinse it out with a hose. Um, from the inside out, it, right? From the uh, preferably from the inside. Okay. You can do it from the outside uh, if you're just doing to blow the grass out. You want to blow it out from the from the inside out. But if, but if it's clean and you've looked and there's no grass, you still want to uh, spray it, you know, take a weed spray and spray that coil. Yeah, and on. so for everybody that's doing that, just to make sure we're safe here, uh, all these air conditioners have a disconnect switch, usually right on the wall near the air conditioner. Please make sure you turn that off before you dink mm. with it. And don't use a, a power sprayer either. Because that, you don't want to bend those fins. That's you want to keep those fins right. Hose. And look and see if your fins are bent. You yeah, know, if they are, comb them. Yeah, comb them. They make, a, really... they make a comb where you can comb those. Yeah. Just comb them. Yeah, it's called a fin comb. You can yep. buy it on Amazon. It's called yeah. a fin comb. It's about four bucks. Napa sells them too, by the way, folks, because we use them in the auto, auto industry all yeah, the time. All so the they've time. got them too. Yeah, because that's what made me think of it. Some people have hosed off their right. front of their car, and they used a power sprayer, bent all the fins, and now the air can't go through it because it's sealed it up. Yep, and that, that again, must cause some of that frost that Joe's talking about a moment ago yeah. as well. So you got to watch that, guys. Yeah, so yeah, if you've got frost on any of those copper lines, either at the furnace or out by the unit, you've got a problem. Get it serviced now. By the way, and if you've if you're one of those people that have turned the power to your unit off this winter, make sure you turn it on a couple of days before you think you, you want to need it. A lot of these units have a crankcase heater because oil oh, has yeah, a tendency right. to, to absorb refrigerant, and the refrigerant it absorbs will dilute it, and you don't want to fire your unit up with uh, diluted oil. So make sure you restore power a day or two ahead of time to allow the crankcase heater to boil that refrigerant out of the oil before you go, go to run it. Anything couple else I need to do, Joe? Uh, to the unit itself? Yeah. Or, well, I got some other house suggestions, but not about this specific unit. So as far as that goes, just you know, for all of you that are listening, you know, in, it's cool enough here in Colorado where this weekend or next, you know, again, power off, pull the top cover off. There's usually you know four to six little screws you you know take out, pull that off. You can take a flashlight in and look down inside yeah. of everything, make sure everything's good, clean, serviced. Because the other thing too, Joe, that I've seen happen is stuff can come through in the winter time because the fan's not running through the top, and those leaves and yep. junk and debris will get down in the very bottom. Just take a shot vac out there, yep. suck all that crap out, make sure it's good and clean, and you're good to go. Is it good to have a cover on one of those during this winter? I, Joe, you answer that one. I, I don't have any on mine, never have, but what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, it, it certainly can't hurt. I've never had the need to do one, uh, but it certainly, if you want to take a barbecue cover and throw it over, absolutely won't hurt. Uh, won't hurt. Not bothering anything. I just, I never have just, I don't know why, I just never thought about it. Well, I'm thinking of the one we have at the church. I mean, it's sitting in the back and the dust just blows Yeah, like no, it's crazy. not a bad idea. No, I, yeah. like, to Joe's point, you're not hurting anything doing it. Yeah. Uh, a couple more things. If you've got uh, kids away from at college, you have unused bedrooms. Shut the shut yes. the discharge registers yeah. off in those unused. And bedrooms. shut the doors if you want to. <laughs> My and wife does the, that. And shut the doors. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a whole house fan, or you're thinking, but you haven't bought one yet, after you've closed off those unrooms on a day when it's going to be hot, turn the uh, system fan to manual and let it circulate that cool air from the basement up through the house. Good point. It'll, it'll 
delay. So instead of having to turn your AC on at yep. 2 o'clock, you maybe won't have to turn it on until 5 o'clock. Um, and here's a little trick. Uh, my brother-in-law was having trouble. Late afternoon on a hot day, his AC would struggle. Um, and he had a west. He had a unit that faced faced the west. His outside condenser. I said, pull your pull your SUV up in front of the unit shade to block to block and put it in the shade. Yeah. Yeah. It made an incredible yeah. difference. If people uh, don't realize, just like your car, that works off the ambient temperature at the unit itself. The cooler that is, the more efficient it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. You touch. I mean, it might be 95 degrees outside, but you touch a hot piece of metal that's been laying in the sun, it'll burn you. That's that right. piece of metal might be 120 degrees. That's right. Good point. It, from the radiant heat of the sun. So to the extent And by the way, and some of you that are a little handy, you know, you could put a piece of lattice up. I mean, some of you that are handier, you could put a couple of posts in, put some lattice up, protect that thing all year round. Th- those are easy things to do, Joe. Yeah, but again, quick and dirty, it's it's only a sometimes problem. Yeah. Just pull your car up in front of it, you know, make sure there's two or three feet gap, but pull your car up to shade that condensing coil. It's not something you'd have to do every single day, but on 100-degree days when mm-hmm. it was uh, right. struggling late afternoon, I just said, pull your car in front of it. Solved, and, and it solved his problem. He no longer struggles yeah. on very hot days. He just pulls his car in front of it. Great point. So that's kind of a, a, a dirty, not a dirty trick, but it's just kind of a handy little trick if you've got a unit nice. that's sized marginally for your, nice. for your house. Nice. All right. Joe, as always, enjoy it. Appreciate it very much, and enjoy the the hot weather you have in New Jersey. Ours is nice and cool today. What are we sitting at right now? No, 57 degrees is all. No, it's going to be 90 and 85% humidity here. So yeah, That's a little warm. Uh, so. Little, little warm. Enjoy. All right, guys. All right, Joe. Okay. Appreciate it as always. Always a good call. Appreciate Joe very much. And by the way, that's his background. He did that for years and years. So, John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, after listening to Joe, there's one other suggestion. When I lived in New Jersey, the house we bought didn't have air conditioning, and it was our first house. Money was tight, so we didn't couldn't afford it. Right. But one of the things we did do because we had gable end vents is we put a gable end vent in the attic, and it was temperature controlled. that came on at 95 degrees. Hmm. Okay. And unbelievable how much cooler the house stayed. Just for every, every time that kicked on, it would just pull all the hot air out of the attic. Yeah. It would revent it through the soffits and everything else. So then we added a whole house fan, and between the two of them, now we were four miles from the ocean, so as soon as, like, 7 o'clock rolled around in the summer, John, you've been a Hawaii enough times. You know how much the temperature drops when yep. you're by the ocean as soon as it gets dark. We would turn that whole house fan on, open up all the windows, and it would drop the temperature down in the house by 15 degrees in about 20 minutes. Nice. And then we would just shut it off and leave the windows open. Now, where I am here, I don't have air conditioning, but I have God's air conditioning, Wyoming wind. Right. Right. Around. All I have to do in the, in the afternoon is open a couple of windows facing west and it'll drop the which essentially is what you're doing is because you've got natural quote-unquote ventilation and ac uh, you're just yeah. doing what a whole house fan does if you've got you know stable you know you know uh, stagnant air where nothing's moving right and in new in new jersey with that humidity it's just oh it's horrible oh yeah but if you when the you know when the sun goes down usually the humidity will drop and if you could pull it all through you save yourself a fortune in cooling costs we had one little window unit that we had taken from the apartment that we kept in our bedroom for the worst days, you know what I mean? Right. 95 degrees, 90% humidity, and it didn't cool off at night. The other thing is going back to roofs, um, and, I'm, and I'm surprised Dennis didn't look into this, but the next time you need a roof, Dennis, 
with the wind we get here, I put in a metal roof five years ago. I haven't had any issues since. Before that, I was up on the roof every spring replacing shingles, yep. nailing it down yep. until I finally put a claim in. Yeah, well, and I went with the really thick composite uh, shingles, shingles oh, and yeah. I haven't had any wind problems except for one shingle. But um, <laughs> other than that, in 18 years— but other than that, I was thinking oh, nice. if I had to do the new roof, I probably would go with the steel roof. Change it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the steel roof is, I haven't had one issue with it. And we had, I, um, according to the weather station I have at the house, a 102-mile gust blast when we had that really bad wind in the middle of uh, January last year, John. Mm-hmm. The, the, the recording thing, I was out of town, said 102-mile-an-hour max gust wow, that wow. week. So I was like, yeah. You know, it, but it happens. The other thing um, with the metal roof is your insurance will give you a discount. Right. Um, be, for two reasons. One, it's less likely to get hail damage. The other is it's a fire safety thing. So if you're in a high fire area, that roof is not going to catch on fire as fast as like a shingle would. Mm-hmm. A shingle will catch on fire. The metal roof will burn. Well, it'll melt at some point if it's that hot. But embers flying onto it won't do well yeah. i don't know they said yeah. they, saved it. They, they gave me a nice discount at my on my insurance so but and then you were talking about insurance john as soon as i put the claim in the state farm for the roof as soon as the renewal came up i got a letter we're dropping you. yeah perfectly yeah you're you're living proof of what we talked about earlier yeah, that's why I wanted to call in. Yep. Hey, John, great show. Oh, thanks, gotta, John, as always. Appreciate it. Have a fabulous day. John, Joe and Cheyenne, hang tight. I know you're up there as well. We'll come right back to you. Don't go anywhere. A couple lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe, too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National the No Surprises Insurance Agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. 
Managers control their employees. Leaders empower them. John Rush will teach you how to run your business as a leader, not manager, so you have the freedom to do what you love. You went into business for yourself because you wanted freedom, but right now your business couldn't last one day without your involvement. Learn how to stop micromanaging and give your employees more responsibility so you can step back and enjoy yourself. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Jeff Corwin joining us now, who's going to be with us for Drive Radio as well from JC's British and 4x4. But Joe and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Yes, sir. Um, we we don't have any wind up here. No, not at all. That's a slight breeze. Yeah. 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 I got a, we bought a foreclosure uh, going on 11 years ago, and by the way, we paid it off already. Um, and... Uh, Whoever built it, you know, uh, that was back when T-locks were king, and whoever put them on did a heck of a job. Mm. And we've been very fortunate, even though we're the epicenter for hail in the country, that particular part of town I live in hasn't really got any bad hail in the last uh, 10, 11 years. That's good. You'll probably get some now. You're really good. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really, really. I just jinx myself. <laughs> but uh, that's funny. You know, it's got two layers on it, and we had a little bit of a hail. Got a little bit bigger hail than we usually do, just for I mean, literally for a couple of minutes at the most. And uh, so I didn't really. I called an insurance company, USAA, and I told them I didn't want to file a claim, but I would like somebody to come look at it. And uh, they have judge my house as the roof being put on in 1960 there's two layers so it had to be re-roofed at some time yeah they had to have. no right no proof no way a 1960 it. roof is still hanging in there by the way yeah well yeah uh but my neighbor who's been here since 74 we didn't move in until about 2010 he said i might have been on vacation but i never saw anybody re-roof it uh and there's no written stuff about it, so they judge my roof wow. as 1960. But it's in, you know, even the guy who got up there. He said this roof is in really good shape, considering, you know. And I said, well, uh, you know, that second layer was put on, uh, you know, after that, but we don't know when. So I'm written up as uh, 1960. Wow. I really don't know what to do. I've been very fortunate. It doesn't leak. Like I said, whoever put it on there did it right and tight. I've done a little bit of roofing, but nobody's in danger of me starting a company. Wow. Uh, but uh, uh, I just, i got to do something. I heard you all talking about uh, something that they can spray on there. They can. To help it. They can. And I don't know if Dave goes all the way up to to uh, uh, Cheyenne or not, but, Joe, you're more than welcome to call Dave Hart and find out or at least find a referral from him on that so feel free to call dave his number it's by the way you can go to fixitradio.com and his number's right there or 303-710-6916 wait a minute do that again 303-710-6916 okay and he'll have some answers yeah, for you. Maybe know somebody up here. Oh, yeah. yeah or he'll come up, one of the two. No one, yeah. no one Dave, he'll probably come up. Yeah, he would. Most likely. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Enjoy your show. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Joe. I yeah. appreciate it. Jeff in western Montana, what's going on, sir? 
Hey, good morning, gents. How are we doing? How's how's Montana weather? 62 degrees and sunny today, and then we're supposed to have four days of rain straight. But okay. Yeah. Busy, uh, busy fighting the barn swallows that want to build a nest underneath my deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun times. But I called about metal roofs because I, I'm not a big fan. I lived in a, We rented a house up here for a year before we bought, and the house had a metal roof. And I, I don't particularly like the looks of them. But the big thing for me was the snow. I, I found that during the winter, snow would just come cascading off, and yeah. just, you know, land, land on the on the sidewalks. And you know, we had grandkids running around from time to time, and I was just concerned about uh, mm. uh, that falling off and hitting one of them, or even hitting me for that matter, because that was a, a lot of snow coming off of that. I know you can put brakes on there and things to stop that or, or slow it down, but. Uh, I've just never been a fan, but, but you know it's kind of a matter of personal preference. I'm not trying to convince anybody not. No, to. I, I think you're. I, I really think you're right on that too, Jeff. And, and we were talking even during the break that, uh, you know, there are certain houses where I think a metal roof aesthetically even makes it look a little better. And, it, and, and everything to your point, you know, if you don't have anything around it where if the, you know, snow slides off, it's no big issue. And depending upon the way the house is built and so on. On the same token, there's some houses where, you know, I, by the way, I own one of these where a metal roof on my house would look hideous. So it just depends on the house yeah. and what you've got. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. And the, but my daughter lives in uh, Round Rock, Texas, just north of Austin. And uh, she had a metal roof put on this past fall. And, uh, and lo and behold, this spring they had a, a hellacious hailstorm. I mean, you know, baseball-sized hail, which destroyed her brand-new roof and yeah. it all up. And so she was talking to people about, do I, you know, paint on the front isn't really damaged, so do I really need to replace it? And he says, well, what you don't realize is that the paint on the back of the roof, and it's steel, the paint on the back is what cracks. Mm. And so moisture gets up underneath that, and it rusts from underneath. So mm. it can look good and good and good, and then oh, makes it'll sense. rust from sure. underneath. Sure, makes total so, uh, sense. So I, it's just, you know, folks can do what they want. I just, it was like, uh, I, I didn't want to tell her I told you so, because really it was a matter of preference. There was no way I could have foreseen any of that. But sure. Just one, so, no, so, good point. Uh, a single roof, a regular single roof would have probably come through okay. You would have had dents, but wouldn't have the structural damage that she had with the actual steel. Nope, you're, you're a great point, Jeff. No, I, you're spot on. I appreciate the phone call very much, and I don't think, you know, John and Cheyenne has any issues with that whatsoever. I will also tell you from personal experience after owning, gosh, I don't know how many houses over the years I've owned. I've had everything with the only, the only thing I haven't, well, actually own a metal roof as well. Um, so actually I've owned houses with all the different roofs. And I will tell you that of all the roofs I've owned, even though they look really cool and they're nice and aesthetically they're very, very great looking, but a roof I will never, ever own again if I can at all avoid it is a cement tile roof. While they're great and they'll sell you on this 50-year, you know, that's how long the tiles last and so on, and they are beautiful, here is the issue. Don't plan on walking on it ever because if you do and you don't do it correctly, you're going to have broken tiles and have issues and problems, and they are a royal pain in the rear in my opinion some of you out there are probably going to argue with me on that but i'm talking from yeah. personal experience owning one owning actually two different homes with the cement tile roofs i will take a heavy the the good heavy shingled you know asphalt shingled roof all day long over a tile roof wow and i've owned the others yeah and they yeah, you don't nice. think about they're great but if you're going to do christmas lights or anything along those lines whatsoever or yeah. even do some 
you know, get up there and have to do event cleaning like you're talking about or what have you. Pipe, yeah. They're a pain in the rear. Yeah. Literally. Didn't a pain even think in the of rear. that. They're you don't a, think of that stuff. I don't think there's a perfect roof there out there. There is no such thing. Yeah. They can withstand everything. No. Yeah. There is no such so Everyone that, has pros and cons. At the shop, I have a membrane roof. And, and it has we're issues, having, we, too. Oh. Yeah, it had issues. Yeah, yeah. I, they all. You, you could have the asphalt with the pebble, you know, roof on top of the asphalt. No, I, no, I've those got, are problems. I've got too. commercial buildings that have foam roofs. I've got steel yeah. roofs. I mean, I again, get, I've, yeah. I, I've got them all, and every one of them has their pros and cons. My my barn and my uh, my main shop in Lafayette, I've got metal roofs on those. Again, they've each got their pros and cons, and. I will say the roof on my current house now, and Dave Hart, I think, will attest to this. It's one of those that's got the really heavy uh, fiberglass impregnated asphalt, you know, thick, really thick, heavy shingles, which right now, from what Dave is telling me, are even hard to buy right now because of where we're at with, you know, materials and so on. Uh, All the houses I've owned, this one has, in my opinion, the best roof I've ever owned Hmm. because of that. Yeah. And I've owned, like I said, I've owned the concrete shingles and, you know, know, the, the concrete tiles. I should say they're not shingles or concrete tile, but... Oh, man, what a pain in the rear those things are. I'm having trouble with the metal roof at the shop. Um, keeps leaking here and there, and I have to go up and tighten all those screws. Yeah. That's They're all backing out you know from works, the heat. You know what works great on those screw heads, by the way? What's that? That stuff in the can, that flex seal in the can. Yeah. You spray each head. I'm, I'm dead serious. You spray each head, so you tighten them up. And yeah, you, you got to tighten them up with, first, You though. tighten them up, and you spray yeah. that, that clear you know, yeah. f- uh, flex seal on each one of those screw heads. It works really well. Yeah. That's what I've done on my barn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and by the way, that was after having numerous roofers out looking at it, telling me where the leaks were, and me going up on my own and doing exactly what you just said, and then putting the flex seal on it, and for the most part, fixing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, again, you need to understand the way these roofs work. The other thing people forget too, when it comes to leaks, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but leaks chase. So where yeah. you see the leak in the roof or the ceiling itself may not be in the roof line where it's coming from. Exactly. Because they run, they chase. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a pain. Cars are the same way. Well, yeah. I got on my metal roof at the at the new shop, um, I got a leak that I've had the roofers out. It's got to be like twice a year for the last three years. No one has found the leak. And that was, That's, you know, it's right on the scene where the expansion was done. So it's like no one get wants your to can of clean. flex seal out yeah. and away you go. I'll walk you through that one. That's easy. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for Fix It Radio. If you're listening on Tuesday, thank you very much. Uh, Rush to Reason will be right next, and we do appreciate that very much. Otherwise, though, this is Saturday. Drive Radio is up next. Myself and Jeff will continue on. Dennis is going to go do whatever. Go mow. So have a good day, yeah. Jen, Dennis. Appreciate it very much. Charlie Grimes, engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. Again, we'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560 is next. <laughs>